0: Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kenneth with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk about something that has happened in our country that you haven't heard my voice on. And I want to talk about the insurrection that took place at the Capitol, aided and abetted by a sitting process. And I want to talk about it from the perspective of what are the ramifications going forward? How is this going to impact us going forward? And I I am afraid I had to deliberate on this because it it required me to reflect a lot on what does American democracy mean and how American democracy has impacted the world and how our enemies see us and what it means to be American and how to live and and living here, watching the very things that you hold dear, the very things that profess what American democracy stand for, to watch Americans tear that down, is living out the very idea that the only way we could destroy ourselves, the only way America could be destroyed is from within. So, I want to take time out to talk about that just a little bit. It is Sunday, and it is the Sunday. It is the day in which we talk about faith and its impact on our lives. And there are all kinds of precedents throughout the Bible that reflect this, that people have always gone against the grain to tear down their own countries, whether you agree with it or not, whether they feel that they were justified or not. But in this specific instance, let me outline for you what happened. So on Wednesday, January 6th, The sitting president, that was the day written in the Constitution when all the votes that come in from the state are certified by the Congress. Now, the United States as a rule and as a government was set up over two, it's 244 years. So we're like six years away from 250 years. And my children this week reminded me that every system of rule lives for 250 years before it changes. So we went from a monarchical system of government to a Republican system of government. Republican, not in the Republican Party, they're a joke, but Republican as in a government, a federal type of system where leaders are elected rather than appointed. Apparently, some people now feel that people, leaders, should not be elected. Leaders should be appointed and that only a certain group of people can choose leaders. That was the crux. Of the Trump message as he tried to decertify the votes of millions of colored people. Million, when I say colored people, I'm talking about people of color, black and brown people in Philadelphia, in parts of Pennsylvania, certainly in Michigan and the Detroit area. He had a yen for that. People in Arizona, indigenous people, people who are Native Americans. I'm getting upset thinking about it. Brown people who are Hispanics right? These labels that we put on people. I know it's going to sound offensive, but it's the times we live in. This is how we refer to people. This is how we classify human beings, as if by attaching a label and a classification, it justifies the wickedness of their actions. I kid you not. The Republican Party has gone on for years trying. They've never really won a real, not since I think Father Bush, have they really won an election or maybe Reagan, Have they really won a presidential election fairly? I I, am looking, I looked at this whole election cycle and I began to think about the election cycle of George Bush. Anybody remembers that? And how this whole process went on until January before those elections could be certified in Florida. You remember that, right? How George Bush disputed the election results everywhere, filed uh, precedent after precedent that gave this guy who is about to leave office in 10 days and has us all on tenterhooks, right? Gave this guy the legitimacy to think that he could do it. His whole, this sitting president right now, the guy in the White House right now, his the whole crux of his idea is that he should be president for life. This is a dude who has never served in the army. His family has never served this country in any capacity. The, his the country owes his family nothing. They have never contributed nothing to the American way of life or to American democracy. But he thinks he should be president for life. He just got this idea in his said unfounded. And he was aided and abetted by a Republican party who was hungry for government power. Because the last time they had power in the government, they sent us into wars, killed off people. And then now we're reaping the rewards of it. Because according to them, we're promoting the idea of American democracy. Don't do that. The world has changed. Now, I have a note to our, our, our enemies. Don't sit over there and think that you can do something to America. America is funny. We can fight all we want among ourselves, but try coming against us. You will find out really our power. So now, with the insurrection that happened... Now people are saying, well, China, Iran, I, hear, I read on the uh, Washington Post that Iran now is telling its people, and the people now no longer feel like America will come to their defense. Iran is telling its people, well, look at America. Look what they did. Look how they treated their democracy. Dude, stop. As soon as we get this guy out of the White House, we're going to make sure he's punished And we're going to make sure he can any other guy who's sitting out there, any other wannabe dictator who is sitting out there, if they feel that they can do this and get away with it, we're we're going to set a precedent that this is what happens and they're punished. That's how we do things on this side, the Democratic side. We believe that people should be elected to serve and we believe that the process of election should be fair and just. The elections were fair and just. It doesn't matter how many times you cry and say it because you didn't win. In 2016, when he won, he didn't say the system was rigged. He didn't say the elections were unfair because he won. He got what he wanted. In 2020, it, you're going to say the elections are rigged because they didn't go in your favor. He is racist. He's divisive he literally set the country one against the other now in looking at what happened if the people who rode up into the the capital if they really thought about the reasons why they went they would find that they have something in common with the people the state with the black, with the people who were protesting George Floyd you know what we all have in common poverty when they rode into the capital they were really riding into the capital to protest against what power and the fact that they have been marginalized and they're on the extremities of the power the power structure and the money cycle that's really their issue they're angry but you have an insurrectionist who has always been an insurrectionist who Donald Trump is an insurrectionist because he has always sought to tear down every institution of American democracy. He never stopped. Anything that we held dear and near, he just broke laws. He broke norms. He broke everything. If he could find a way, he used his own lawyers to go to court thinking that because he had appointed judges, those judges were now going to rule in his favor and ignore the law. That is telling you this was always trending that way, but he was aided and abetted by the Republican party who thought that he was a populist leader and that he could carry them to victory of control over the American government. Now McConnell, Ted Cruz should really sit back on today including the Vice President Pence and think about that today because They were sitting inside the Congress when Donald Trump was outside, telling people to ride up into the Congress. If they had gotten in there and those people were armed, we would be in a different setting today. We would be talking about something entirely different. They rode up in there at the instigation of Trump, who told them to go and fight. Trump, his lawyer Rudy Giuliani, and his son did that. No one should ever forget who did that. This has not happened since 1812, the war of 1812 to 1814, when the British tried to come back and take over America. I think this is a lesson to to the rest of the world that don't try. (laughs) Don't try to take over America. They're going to find a way to get rid of you and to beat you out, even if the very attack comes from within. Within a few days, they found some of these people. This happened on Wednesday. We all watched in horror as people tried to breach the building, knowing that the whole government, the legislative body was inside. I just want to ask the question, how does the Republican Party justify keeping Donald Trump in office? How does Mike Pence justify that? You really think, I'm challenging you all, to think about this. How do you really think that there will be a 2024 for either one of you? Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, what's his name? Pence. What's his name? I can't even think. The guy's so nondescript. How does he even think he could get people to vote for him? It's beyond me. You really think that you guys stand a chance in 2024? You really think so? You've got to be kidding me. This is going to go away in two years. And then the people, the same people who rode up into the Capitol are going to wake up one day and realize that the enemy is not one against the other. The enemy is the tax structure that has caused people to be belittled. The enemy is the forever taxation on people who earn less than $400,000 a year. Just think about it. Kelly Loeffler is a billionaire and she was appointed by the governor of, of, of Georgia. Think about that for a second. You mean to tell me the governor of Georgia couldn't find anybody else in Georgia to appoint to take over a Senate seat? He had to find the billionaire who, when she learned the coronavirus was coming, she went and invested in a company that makes body bags and she invested in healthcare because that's where the money was going to be. And the governor of Georgia, do not forget, he was the most oppressive voter suppressor there is. He and Raffensberger were the ones who in 2018 suppressed the vote so that Stacey Abrams could not get to be the governor of Georgia. Turn around two years later and she organized and got this dude and got them all out of office. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We sat back and watched that take place in a red state like Georgia. The racism jumped out. So what Trump did, he saw an opportunity. He said, white, poor white people are angry. I'm going to use them and ride in on their backs. The Republican Party says, well, our base is white people. So if this guy, if he's going to give us the power, let's take it. Everything that Trump did over the last four years, McConnell and the rest of the Republican establishment, yes, looked straight in my face, sat back and let it rip he was never condemned. He was never held to accountability. Instead, Mike Pence stayed behind him like a fly and made sure that Trump got away with everything. You guys really, really, really thought that Trump being erratic and immature in his mindset and leadership, you really thought that Trump was just going to sit back and watch, oh, oh, I'm just going to walk out of here on, on January 20th. And I'm just going to give up all this power And I'm just going to turn up. You really thought he was going to do that? Or did you think he was going to burn Rome down on his way out? What else do you think he's going to do? You think he's done? No, he's saving it for the last curtain. He's not done. He's going to wait and not do anything until the last minute. You know why? So you will think, okay, I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to consent to a peaceful transfer of power as if it is within his power. He's just doing that to get you all because he has had you cuddled for four years. That's the thing that gets to me. And then at the last minute, he's going to burn Rome down on his way out. Make sure there's nothing for the next guy coming in to have. Destroy all the infrastructure. He has his people all in place, his loyalists, because they think that Trump is going to be able to form an alternative government while he's out. It ain't gonna happen, Negro. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, dude. It ain't gonna happen to anybody out there. It's not gonna happen. You know why it's not gonna happen? Because it's not gonna happen, period. Because that's not how this story is going to be written. I like to say that history is written as an example. And if you look at the story of Nero, Nero, uh, Anthony Scaramucci tweeted on Friday that we should all read the story of Nero, the Nero Decree. Did you have you read it? Go look it up on Wikipedia. And if you read it, it kind of gives you an indication of what is going to happen. And the truth of the matter is that you really are going to see it because it has already happened. The guy knew that he lost. Before the elections were called, he knew he was going to lose because he knew his attitude, his style of management, was just not popular amongst everyone. The media is owned by Republicans. They're all Republicans. They're rich, white people, so they own the media. So the talking heads on TV, in order to keep their jobs, have to repeat what their producers and executive producers and vice presidents tell them to say, which is to mitigate the idea that the Republican Party is accountable for what has happened in the last four years because they want to keep getting people's votes because at the essence, at the core of it, they like the way that America does business. They like the American system of democracy. Yeah, it's subject to influence, but it's stable. And for 250 years, it has lasted. Now, if monarchical systems of government can last for thousands of years. Certainly this one can last. It's just that people have to be willing. The problem is people have been consumed with power. Their lust for power. You remember George Orwell said it best. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I might be giving it to George Orwell, but it may not be him. So don't quote me on that. But do you see what I'm saying? So George Orwell said it. So these folks get a little taste of power, and all of a sudden, the, the, the lust for it is so seductive. Can you just imagine for yourselves? This is what white Americans saw when they stormed the Capitol. All these people are just rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue all the time. They're always in bulletproof vehicles. They wine and dine with champagne and caviar. They fly on Air Force One. They go from mansion to mansion to mansion. They live life high on the hog. And Joe Blow can't get a stimulus check for 2000 That's really what these people were afraid of. They re- If they really just sit down and admit it, just admit it. That the politicians don't represent you anymore. Then you will find that you actually have more in common than the people whom they're pushing you to tell you you have nothing in common with. It's the same thing the rest of us are saying. There's too much power in the hands of a few. And they control the power so much that they don't think... Mitch McConnell doesn't think people should get, Americans who pay taxes, should get $2,000 a month. But he believes in giving billionaires tax cuts so they make billions to the point now where they're trillionaires. This pandemic has made the richest of the richest of the richest trillionaires. But he doesn't believe ordinary people should get $2,000. Because somebody paid him $20 million to marry this lady. Are you all hearing me? That's what people are really mad about, but they didn't express that. So no one was clear. They don't have an agenda. They just got riled up by some guy who is dissatisfied that the Congress in a constitution that was written more than 200 years ago, older than him, something he has never bothered to all his life to participate in, that all of a sudden you are mad because the people don't like you. You're mad because you're being voted out and you want to be president for life. What have you done? This is a fundamental question that we need to ask ourselves. And we need to ask each other, what have you done? How have you contributed? What is your contribution to the American way of life? You want to serve? What have you done? Show me a movement you started that didn't begin with your name. Show me a movement you started that benefited people that did not benefit you and lined your pockets. Show me a movement that changed people's lives. Then maybe, just maybe, have you had family who have served in the armed forces? Show me the sacrifice of watching family members take off to go to war, take off to be deployed somewhere. Show me. As they say, show me the money, show me the service. So this is the question that we all should be asking people who want to serve, show me your record. What movements have you started? What have you done that record that makes you think that this is something that you should do, you deserve? And I find that I guarantee you, if we do that, we're going to find that it is a very, very different outcome. A very, very different outcome. You can't, there is no way we're going to get past January 6th. That is a ceremon- That is a, 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 an activity that is a ceremonial that is written into the constitution of the country. That's why they refer to it as a peaceful transfer of power. Every state is sovereign. The states all voted to certify their elections because they recognize the will of the people. Instead, you have Cruz who lives in Texas objecting to election votes in Arizona. You don't live in Arizona. You don't represent the people in Arizona. Shut your mouth. Sit down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The the very audacity that you would decry the United States for someone you just met four years ago. These very same people who support Trump four years ago in 2016... We're saying he was dangerous. No, they're all licking his bootstraps. (laughs) And acting as if, is this a surprise? And this is the rest of us black people sitting here. And this is us looking at you all like, remember the summer of George Floyd protests? You remember how black people were met at the Capitol with armed guards? You remember the tanks that were in D.C. streets? You remember how black people were beaten and pelleted, even white Americans who joined in the fight, were beaten and pelleted and kicked. And you had some guy from Alabama and Arkansas and Florida run up into the Capitol and he's sitting in jail. He's not dead. His family didn't get to go bail him out. They got to go, you know, march him out there, but they didn't watch in horror as he was beaten. You had young white people running into the Capitol like they have a right. Meanwhile, when black people said, we're tired of being taken advantage of, tired, white Americans said, maybe you guys deserve it. You should get it. That's what you get. Do you know that the incoming senator from Georgia, Reverend Raphael Warnock went to the Capitol in 2017 to protest. He was handily arrested by Capitol Police. Three years later, he won the Georgia Senate race. He's an incoming senator. But he has to watch as a black man in his skin. And he has to watch as white men run up into the Capitol. The barriers were moved by police. The back door was opened by police and the guards to let them in. So that means the people who were sitting inside, the Senate majority leader, the House majority leader, the 435 members of Congress and their staff, the 100 senators and their staff, the people who work in the, in the, in the office, the house, the entire building a mob just rode up in there and was ready to do whatever they wanted to do reports are that they were asking for chuck schumer's office directions to his office what do you think they were going to go in there and ask mr schumer you think they were going to go in there and say hey dude why didn't i get my two thousand dollars no they weren't going to go in there and ask that they were violent they're terrorists they're domestic terrorists and they should be charged for terrorism against the united states you know why Because that's what you would have done to black people. That's what Trump said over the summer. In fact, after the summer of George Floyd protests, Trump passed a law that anybody who touches a a historical monument should immediately get 10 years in prison. That was Trump. He signed an executive order for that. All those people who went in there, they should all be tried and get 10 years in prison. Equal, equal, under the law. You want to break the law, then you should suffer the same consequences as I do and as people in my skin do. We got to st- Do you see what I'm saying? So I've been saying this for years that the election of Donald Trump has just shown us how racist we are. Guess what? It's still there. It's all for the world to see. It's as ugly as we, we can be. It is ugly, but we got to deal with it because a new day is coming. And that new day means this is an insurrection. This is uprooting the ways. Because guess what's coming? What's coming is that you're going to have leaders who look like the rest of the country that you're not going to be happy with. And you're going to have to accept it because that's what the Constitution says. Nowhere in the Constitution did it say anything about being white that you can only be president or you can only be vice president or Senate Majority Leader, unless you're white. Nowhere in the Constitution did it say that. Now, maybe the Founding Fathers did not ever see a time when the very people whom they enslaved would one day be free and rise up and take over. Maybe they didn't. But it's not written into the Constitution for you to be white to hold elected office. But you got to wake up and realize that you have more in common with black people and brown people than you have. Then you don't. We have more similarities than dissimilarities. We all don't like the way the system is going. We never liked it. The high t- taxation has to stop. Blame it on Reaganomics. It hasn't stopped. It has to stop. It has demarginalized and disim- And this is the crux of white people's problem, most of them. People who are white people who earn less than $100,000 a year, who earn less than $70,000 a year. Let me go one step further. Who earn less than $40,000 a year. This is the crux of their problem. They're looking at what value does their assets have, what value does their money have compared to their grandparents' generation. We don't have... That. We have this, the, you know, I just heard Senator Bernie Sanders say something on MSNBC that shook me to the core. Why do we, as a first world country, tie healthcare to a job? So when people lose their jobs, they lose their healthcare. That is ridiculous in every other part of the world. Canada does it. Let's say people like to say, well, England is a smaller country. Canada is a big country. And Canada gives health care to all. We can do it. But we don't want to. Because you have lobbies who lobby people like the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. And they get paid millions of dollars and pocket that money in overseas accounts so that the rest of us are marginalized. It is crazy. Do you realize I told you all this from the earlier this year? I told you that the coronavirus will become a pre-existing condition. You realize that in the next couple of years, people are going to present in healthcare facilities with coronavirus as a pre-existing condition? They will be excluded from healthcare because of the rapaciousness of which the Affordable Care Act was written because the only way Obama could get it passed was to insert that in because no way were the Republicans going to do it. What has happened in our country right now is a direct result. And the people who are ultimately responsible are the Senate majority leader and the Republican establishment. The way they treated Barack Obama, all of this is because of Barack Obama was elected president, a black man was elected president. They became so angry that Majority Leader McConnell said, what did he say? He said that all that his one agenda is to make sure Obama does not get anything done and he's a one-term president. That was his goal. He objected to Obama, not because Obama was a bad guy who had uh, casinos and who grabbed women by the pee and who was accused of raping uh, children. No, he didn't do that. No, he hated Obama because he's black. That's all. So they went on an agenda to make sure they marginalized and blocked everything. I don't think that we ever quantified what it must have felt like to Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, to be the only black people in our I, I wouldn't even trust anybody around me. I wouldn't even eat there. I would have my own people make food for me. I kid you not. I wouldn't even eat from them because they were so racist. They could not imagine. And I'm like, how could you not imagine? You brought people here. Do you? By the way, let's back up. White people like to say that they own this country. Let me give you some historical facts. Black people began arriving here from before 1619. Black people were brought here on slave ships. Some of you all came over on the Mayflower, but the rest of you all came over in the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1900s. Hello. But you claim that you own you own America more. Black people were here long before you. Get with the program here. Go look up your ancestry on Ancestry.com. You'll find that you got here in the 1800s. By the time you got here, black people were already here for 200 years. But you claim that you own the country more. Did you work in the fields, in the cotton fields that built the American economy? Were you a cotton picker? Were you beaten? Were you raped and pillaged? Do you know that that study was done in the 1990s that shows that white people, 76% of white people who live in the American South in the Bible Belt have a black grandparent? Did you know that? So who are you fighting against? So all of you who come from the South, who say you're white, go do your ancestry. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to find that on both sides, your mother and your father's side, you all have black people. But you claim that you hate black people and you're racist. You hate the very thing that you are that's a sociological fact. Go look it up. I guarantee you. What am I saying? I'm saying that because you are stupid. We look silly to the world. Now, just because we disagreed and disagreed so publicly does not mean it's an invitation to Russia and China and Iran and anybody else who is an enemy of the U.S. to think that you could pull the same thing and do it too. They let them in because they basically knew they had just come from a Trump riot, a Trump, well, that's what it was, a Trump whatever that was, mob event. They knew who they were, so they were already doing it. They were already watching them. They thought they maybe just were going to walk down, you know, the street and be done with it. So this is not an invitation for our enemies to come knocking on our door. You remember this words of our anthem, right? What does it say? And the rockets still have a red glare, and the bombs still burst in air. What did it It made through the night that our flag will still be there. So don't try anything, China, Russia, and the rest of you all. Democracy still works. Democracy works because people have a right to be individuals. And people should have a right to expect that they can choose a government of their own choosing that reflects their views. That's the basic tenet of democracy, to choose somebody who looks like you, somebody who believes the same thing as you do. So that's, with that said, democracy will always appeal to people so you don't have presidents for life. Look at it this way. This was an experiment that somebody tried to you to defy the American system of democracy. That's all that it was. And it failed miserably and blew up in his face. Because at the core of it, guess what? You found out that people like to be free. I encourage every American when the pandemic is over, you need to go travel. You need to go to other places. I don't know if you would be comfortable going to the disparate parts of China outside of Beijing that they want to show you how progressive they are. But... I encourage you to go to other countries, Venezuela, Argentina. You can always go to the Americas, South America. But you can also go to some places in in, in Southern Europe and see how their attempt at colonialism and their attempt at one party rule, how much it failed miserably and why democracy appeals to people. So democracy will always, the very idea that you can choose a leader who represents your views, will always appeal to people. The fact that you have individual freedoms. Part of what motivated people to go into the Capitol is the fact that these are people whom I elected. So I have a right to go and confront them and ask them what's up. That is part of it. They felt that they have a right. So that was also part of democracy. But the other part of it too is that some guy thought that he could overcome the system and that he could be president for life because just because he likes the power. I think it's lazy. He just doesn't like the idea of losing. Sounds to me like did he play as a kid? <laughs> it makes you wonder. Did he go to school? I mean, what did he do in the sandbox? Did he beat up everybody who who when he didn't win? Because isn't that what this is all about? You you go and you know they be you. You don't win. So they teach you lessons in the sandbox that you're supposed to take with you through life. So you don't even realize that the reason you believe in certain things is because it was orchestrated and ingratiated into you from you were little. So you grow up to be a challenging and a responsible adult who does not tear down your own system, not when you're responsible for it. Is that why Donald Trump filed for bankruptcy all the time? He didn't even respect his own institutions. He didn't respect the very laws that he were organized under. Is that why he did it? Well, that was all. I've been saying it. That was an indicator of how he was going to be as a president. And the Republican Party handed him the keys. Now we got We've always felt like we were we chose people of good moral character to be president, that they weren't going to do things that hurt us. We've been lucky. I don't always agree with George Bush's politics, but he was American. Publicly. He didn't lead an insurrection. He challenged the voting results, but not to the extent where he called the Secretary of State and said, give me the votes. (laughs) What is this? I won't say a banana republic, but what is this? Right? But you, you look at it in the bigger picture and you're like, well, they were more loyal to the idea of America and to the Constitution. You look at Bill Clinton and you look at Jimmy Carter, who is still alive. Right. You look at Barack Obama. Those are the only presidents we have left. Right. The rest of them have passed on. And it makes you wonder, I, I would have I wonder what if father Bush were alive. What would he think of what's going on right now? they would be dismayed. The very idea that a sitting president could do something like, so to all of you out there, I know you're all on the fringe elements and so on. Apple has suspended parlor, so you can't talk. So what you're going to do next? I warned you all that this was going to happen, that the accelerationists, the far, 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 far right neo-Nazis, that they were going to be behind this because their whole agenda is to destroy the government of the United States. And if they destroy the government of the United States, it gives them a chance to exact what they call totalitarian rule, where it's white power. No, you can't laugh about it and say, well, that's an idea that came from the 20th century. You can't laugh about it because there are still people in pockets of America who still believe in white power. White supremacy is a political and economic ideology. But white power is the extreme form of white supremacy. White supremacy just says, I'm right and I'm white. I can rule. If I have to use guns to enforce that, yeah, well, But I'm still going to be nice to you. White power doesn't believe that. White supremacy says, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be politically correct and accept some other people in. White power believes totally that the only people who can rule are white. They're not going to win. That's for sure. But what is the price that we're going to pay? The price we're going to pay may look something like the summer protests of George Floyd. Now look at that contrast. In the summer, George Floyd, a black man, a white police officer knelt on his neck for eight minutes and 42 seconds and 48 seconds and denied him help when he said he couldn't breathe and, and killed him unjustly for... A $20 mistake. The person who was behind the counter in a check cashing place disputed that George Floyd could have $20. I don't know if that person is still around. He should be held accountable too. They should file a civil suit against him and shut his bloody, shut his business down. How dare you? Look at somebody and question if they have a $20 bill. $20? Call the police. The police showed up and the most racist of them, the worst of them, showed up. And knelt on his neck for eight minutes and 48 seconds. It ignited something in everybody because the people who are most brutalized are black and brown. Yet, in on January 6, 2021, we watched in horror as white people rioted at the Capitol building in Washington, DC, in front of the military. Terrifying military. And nothing happened to them. Whether it's a cover-up, whether they colluded, whatever the investigations are going to reveal, the fact is that they did it and got away with it. Meanwhile, in the summer, the the same president who incited a mob to go tear down the Capitol because he didn't win the elections, the same president back in the summer called out federal guards on black people marching in Washington, D.C., put up fence around the white house that we've never seen before imagine that unbelievable yes it is the only way that america could ever be destroyed is from within and we got to get our stuff together we got to get our story straight we got to get our programs together we got to work this out we cannot continue We cannot continue down this line, we gotta get it together. And if it means that some of these people who are old and white need to go as elected leaders, they probably do because they're still in the 1950s where they still have those old ideas of leadership and governance that are not current and that cannot operate within the reality of where we are today. The reality of where we are today is that black and brown people live in America alongside white people. The reality is that by 2050, there will be more black and brown people in America than there will be white people. We have to start electing representatives and leaders who look like us and people who are going to govern along that. And more importantly, we have to set a standard that for the next wannabe dictator who is hiding out somewhere in the the Republican ranks, because that's where it seems to come from, the next wannabe dictator has to understand that you can't incite an insurrection and get away with it. You can't tear down the standards. You will be impeached and you will be forcibly removed. Now, I don't know whether or not Nero's decree or Nero, whatever what happened under Nero and what Hitler did, is likely to be the outcome of this sitting president. But I do know he's not going away quietly. I believe that right now they have him. They think they have him under control. But he's just waiting and biding his time. He's just waiting for the last moment when he gets back and strikes the very people who had given him the power now are saying, no, we don't want you anymore. Imagine how he feels. Somebody's character as delicate as that. How could you have schmoozed with him for four years? You went to his parties. You thought it was fun to hang out with a a celebrity because that's what he was. You thought it was so fun to do this. You hung out with him. You schmoozed with him. You parted with him. You explained to him the inner workings of government, something he did not care about. He was just really sitting there. How can I manipulate manipulate you into supporting me? That's all his agenda was. He was looking for that and he found it in willing vessels. Just think about it. And you all think it's so great of him. That he gets people to believe in it. No, 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 no. That was the same thing with Hitler. Hitler was charismatic too. Hitler did that too. Every dictator is charismatic. Every one of them. Hitler did that. Did you know that? So stop acting like you don't know. You're a student of history. It's written. Therefore, it was done. So don't think that he's going to just sit back and walk away as if nothing happened. No, he's not. Trust me, he has a plan. And we are all going to find out, all of us, we're going to find out exactly what it was. See, he was talking about January 6th and we were prevailing upon his common decency that his love for America would prevail and his basic decency. You know why you believe in that basic decency? Because you want us to think that everybody who is white has that basic decency. That's the whole idea that white people are better than everyone else because they're decent and they're loving and they're kinder and they're compassionate. That's not true. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If that were the case, slavery would have never existed. But you thought that somehow there's got to be something in the man. No! watch out. He has a plan. You gave him the power, all of it. You gave him all the secrets. You told him everything. If you don't do something about him, he's going to do something about us. I promise you, you think he's just, this is how I lived with a dictator. I lived with an authoritarian leader. You know what he used to do when the police showed up? He was the nicest, sweetest guy for a few days. You know what he was doing? Manipulating you. So you will think that everything is all right. So the police back off, the neighbors back off, and you, your vigilance stops. And when you least expect it in the middle of the night, he starts something and beat me up when nobody else could get to me. I lived with someone like that. You talk about abuse of power. I am intimately familiar with that. He abused his power as my husband. This guy is abusing his power as the president. And everybody who has ever been in a relationship like that understands and know this. That this man is not going to let us sleep in peace. My ex-husband used to do that. After the storm, he would calm down. And you would be like, I can get some sleep. Finally, I don't have to worry about that. Life is going to go on as normal. It's a lie, I found out. After a while... (laughs) out of the clear blue when nothing gives you any indication that it's coming because he's been silent. He's been quiet. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. That's what this guy's planning. You don't believe me? Watch. History will show you. He already told you he's not going to show up on inauguration day. That should be the first clue. Take him seriously. He won't be there, but his allies will be there. Don't let him just walk away like that. Set a precedent so not only can he not run for uh, uh, office, but any other wannabe dictator out there hiding in the winds will know that this is not gonna be tolerated. You know what is kind of funny to me? The fact that white Americans, when black Americans demonstrate, white Americans say, see, they're so un-American. They don't respect our traditions and they don't love America the same people who claimed to love America tore down the Capitol and were willing to kill everybody who was a lawmaker inside that building. It would have been a different reality we would have woken up to today. I don't know what's going through Mike Pence's mind. He has a sad story coming if he thinks 2024 is going to be good for him. It's not. Not for none of you. Not for a while. Not for a long time. Let j- just ratify to yourselves that the Republican Party is not going to see the presidency for a while. Why? Because the last time we gave you the presidency, it ended in a mob. It ended in incitement, insurrection. It ended in mob rule. Can't trust you, dude. Can't, just simply can't. You put people in power who are wannabe dictators, who want to be president for life my God in heaven, here in these United States, I had to watch this on TV, traumatized. I could not believe what I was watching. And then he gets up like nothing happened. He was watching this from the White House and cheering it on. People were horrified. The very people who worked around him were horrified. We have 10 more days. What do you think is going to happen in 10 days? you really feel that he's just going to walk away or you believe he's going to end like every other dictator did, Nero and Hitler. Which one do you think is going to happen? Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Harriet Kamek. I'm the host of Down to Earth. Please join our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Today is Sunday. We have 10 days to go. Send up a prayer for us. We need the purse. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed.